You're listening to the special Christmas edition of the County Live podcast. First up, as ever, is Chris's interview with Jim Gannon at Edgeley Park after training on Thursday night. Jim Gannon, it's Thursday evening, we're back in from training. Let's start looking, as we ever do, at the last game away at Lancaster. It was a tough test, but we're through to the next round of the trophy. Yeah, um, a, a good result on the back of the spending more game. And I was delightful, lads, because they looked confident and strong early on. And uh, it was nice to get, on such a difficult pitch, it was nice to get into control of the game very early on in the match. And, um, you know, a bit of a dodgy penalty got them back in the game. But um, we sort of realigned ourselves and um, finished the game strongly. And uh, it was nice to, to get that third goal and just put the game to bed. So it was a, a good win. And... Uh, I'm sure Phil would be disappointed that because his team came close mm. to run us a little bit further. But I think on the day that um, our quality showed and uh, our energy and our hard work paid off. Gary Stockforth played in that number 10 role. We saw him play there early in the season and he scored a goal from that position earlier in the season when it came off a deflection. And we were quick to say, well, it's not just just luck. I mean, there is a slice of that, but the fact that he's putting pressure on the keeper and he's up in those positions has led to that. And it's, that kind of happened again at Lancaster. Yeah, it's um, obviously a different, a completely different uh, type of 10 um, to Matty Warburton um, in terms of the kind of creative playmaker or the split striker. But Gary, I mean, obviously we, in this particular game, we had Darren and Jason sort of operating in front positions. But um, what, what Gary does really well, he helps take out numbers when we're pressing high and also gets back in the midfield to make sure we're not outnumbered there. So, um, but, you know, again, um, the, the two qualities of the goal scorer showed, um, or freedom, if you look at Jason, great cross, great finish, Gary pressurising people and hounding people into errors and scoring, um, and Boan doing what Boan does, which is lighter with great intent on the edge of the box and, and, and took his goal really well. So, Jason, um, sorry, uh, Matty, uh, Gary and Boan are all different tens, and it's nice. And you know, the modern game now, I think the tens get a lot of goals, and uh, you can see that from the stats from the players that have been playing those positions. That there's a lot of goals to be had in that area of the pitch. Quick mention about the next round away at Kidderminster. We were just speaking about it off air. Just give us your thoughts on the away tie. Um, when when I looked at the, um, the 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 potential candidates for the next round, and there's some tough games, and um, obviously I was at the. Alton and Warrington game and the winners of that go to Ebbsfleet. I was uh, speaking to the Marine manager and they're going to Dover. So uh, on the back of that, I suppose we should be pleased with Kidderminster. Not only is it more local, but it's a team at our level. Um, every game is potentially winnable. Every game is potentially losable. But from our perspective, it's uh, we know what we're facing. It's a, it's a game we can prepare for. It's got a, a real good feel of league football as well. Um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But at the moment... Um, um, I'm just looking at Curzon, Alfredton, Alfred and Salford and I think that if we can keep keep the momentum we're doing at the moment and add a little bit of quality and keep improving over the next three or four games, we could be going into that game with um, high on confidence. So that's what we're looking forward to. Let's have a look back uh, at the league form then. We're back, uh, of course, <laughs> on the Saturday. Uh, away at Curzon, Aston, just, just break down Curzon for us. Well, I, I think Curzon have changed a lot in the last uh, year. Uh, they were always, when they first come up, a very fluid 4-3-3 team and uh, play some a good brand of football. They're, they're slightly different now. They've obviously adapted to this level and, like many teams, have adopted a back three, three big centre-halves, a back five when they need it, um, and playing a 
a 3-5-2, 3-4-1-2 formation and it's worked really well for them. Um, we've got to the grips with that in previous games, especially this season. We've already beaten them at home twice in the league and the cup. Um, each game, the second game in particular, was really tough. Uh, they, they were quite physical. they become quite direct. Um, and if, if, I think they've morphed from a footballing evil stick team into a strong, well-organised, aggressive Conference North team. And, um, you know, they've, they've done well. Um, good result midweek against North Ferriby. Um, despite North Ferriby's position, it's still good to go and pick up three points, keep a clean sheet away from home. So, um, But I'd expect them to be very similar to what they've played here and very similar to North Ferriby. Two strikers, a midfielder catching up, two really hard-working wing-backs supporting and a, a robust and very strong back three with Regan in front of them. So uh, there'll be no tactical surprises, I don't think, in this game. It'll be a game where both teams will be able to play a little bit, but you'll have to work really hard and play really quick to be able to get behind what will be a back five. And talk about training going into that game. Maybe Matty Warburton had a little bit of a run out in training tonight. I'm, I'm overhearing. Yeah, no, um, the team trained really well on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, obviously, the, the emphasis this week has been on that variation in the tactics that we're likely to face. Um, we obviously faced that against Lancaster. They adopted a 3-5-2 and slightly lopsided with a right winger. Um, I've looked at the videos of Alfredson. They're playing a 3-4-1-2. Um, so the next four games, potentially we're going to be playing up against teams that play similar formations. So we did a lot of work this week in terms of how we want to play. Southport, we played a certain way with maybe that looked more like a, a 5-3-1-1. And it worked really well in terms of the way that we played through the lines. Um, and for large parts of Brackley, it worked well. But um, we've got Darren, who's a slightly different player to Matty Warburton. We've got Bowan, we've got Harry Windsor, Gary Stopford, Jimmy Ball. So we've got kind of different variations there. Um, but it was it was great to have uh, Matty training today. Um, initially, we were talking about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, doing the technical practice, to warm up the technical practice, to pre-practice non-contact. But... I think everything went so well in the first 45 minutes. He wanted to stay involved and um, got through the whole session and um, felt good and was, was bouncing around the pitch. Um, I think in terms of strength and conditioning, it's probably a little bit soon this Saturday. Um, but he's certainly putting himself in contention now if he, if he trains Saturday and um, in contention for the Alfredson games. And uh, it's a great, great bonus, really. Um, it's a testament to the work of Luke Smith and Matty and also the game-ready equipment that the club recently purchased um, with the help of the Help the Hatters. Um, it's been fantastic for both his rehab in terms of getting the swelling out of his, his ankle and getting him on the straight and narrow. And also, uh, Sam Minahan's been using that and um, you know he's uh, on his road to recovery. So the game-ready certainly has helped bring that, that uh, opportunity for Matty to play uh, into the Christmas period rather than wait until the new year. Another bit of news we've heard coming out of the club is that uh, Connor Hampson is going to be leaving on a permanent uh, deal to Altrincham. Just just talk us through a little bit about what his departure means for your squad. Um, well, it, it doesn't mean an awful lot for us, really, because um, he left a couple of months ago. Um, we got an opportunity got an opportunity for him to go out and play some football. Um, Altrincham like him; he's their type of player. He wants to be moving up the pitch, playing football, um, and he's done extremely well for them. I was there at the game on Tuesday night to, to check over his progress and. Um, but Ultram have asked if they can take him permanently. Um, it helps. They like him. They want to keep him. So it's a, a, they want him. Uh, Connor wants to go there. So 
it was a, an easy thing for us to, to, to release him from his contract to go there. Um, um, we've obviously got Steve O'Halloran, Scott Dukes, we've got Callum Mantax acted as a left wing back. So uh, it's not a huge loss to the squad. Um, just disappointed for Connor that while he was here that he didn't didn't stay as fit and didn't stay as productive as he could have. And, um, you know, so it'd be, it'd be disappointed with his time here that he didn't really show his best. Um, but he's certainly enjoying his football and looking a strong player at Altrincham. And um, like I said, despite the result on Tuesday night, they're having a great season. And um, like I said, he's gone to a good club. Um, it's a good fit for him and a good fit for Altrincham. So uh, it just allows us now a little bit more scope to, to strengthen our own team. Just just finally, Jim, we're going to put you on the spot a little bit. It's the last game, of course, before Christmas. I wonder if you might like to wish the fans a bit of a, a happy festive period. No, it's great. It was a great time of the year. Um, obviously, I would like to wish everybody the season's greetings. Um, you know, we're all probably still at that flustered stage where we're running around like madmen. Um, uh, things will calm down over the next couple of days. People chill out Christmas Eve, and I hope everybody has a great time. Um, hopefully, we send them into the Christmas period with a great win at Curzon. And then uh, we'll see everybody here Boxing Day, um, hopefully cheering us on to a, another result. So I wish everybody a happy Christmas and uh, looking forward to a great new year. As ever, Jim, thanks very much. All the best for Saturday. Thanks so much. So, Chris, unique version of the podcast this evening. We're, yeah. uh, we're actually, we keep talking about coming to do it and we're here in the spinning top. We are in the spinning top. So we're doing our Christmas version of the spinning top. And we've got the great privilege, we've got Jim with us. Tonight as well. So, yeah, good good evening. Evening. so he's Thanks gonna so he's gonna be chipping in, so it'll be an interesting interesting We're, we're gonna pick over your interview, Jim, <laughs> with you sitting next to us. We're gonna pick over ta- your take and my take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the three runnies. So <laughs> So yeah, so first of all, um your view of the, the Great Cup win last week. Obviously team from a, a division below, so you're supposed to beat them, but still you have to beat them and it was Pretty yeah. good performance. I thought it was a game that was easier said than done. You know, like you say, everyone will always say you've got to beat a lower level opposition, really. And I, th- I thought the first half we looked really comfortable. We looked really good for money. And at half time, we were saying, say it quietly, but we should be home and hosed here. Uh, Lancaster, in their credit, came out swinging. I thought in the second half they they got a goal quite early on, and um, they they put it to County. And County had to dig deep, and they had to show. What they've had to show in recent weeks, that grit and the, the fight and the, the, the desire and the will to get over the line all the way because Lancaster were, were they were very ready to take the to take the victory off County had they not been on the toes. But County did what they needed to do and you know, we we're in the next round and we're off to Kidderminster. Yeah, it seemed to me sitting in the studio listening in that they were the kind of team that County have faced a lot over the last few weeks. Very you know, built on very simple things, good at the back. You know, big men up front, and let's see, and let's see what we can do. Come and come and get it off, off us. They were, they were very good at breaking County down at times. With the player called Craig Carney that we had not so long ago at the County squad, and I think Craig, I, I don't know him personally, but he maybe wanted to play like you, you're going up against your former club. You you want to show what you can do, and you want to kind of make a statement in front of your old fans and for, you know, in front of old teammates maybe. And I thought he had quite a good game. He, he wanted to press, and you saw him drop deeper from time. You know when, when he had to, he was getting all over the pitch. But ultimately, Lancaster, credit to them, played well. Um, I think they'll be a, a strong side in their own league, and maybe one day we'll see them up in ours. But as, as we say, we've faced teams like that quite a lot in recent weeks, and we're over the line. That's the main thing. And did you think that, Jim? Did you think they were kind of the kind of team that we'd faced a lot in the last few weeks? It was we had yeah. still to do the right things at the well, right well, time. 
De definitely, I think um, like most of the teams at this level, they've, uh, they came and watched us against Southport, and against Southport we played a 3-4 uh, or 3-5-2, and I think they tried to play something similar, expecting us to play the same way. Obviously, Matty Wolverton not playing, kind of slightly different. Um, but he was quite interested in his programme, he talked about just frustrating us and then trying to exploit some of our weaknesses. And uh, they, they played a lopsided system with the right wingers, so they tried to get down the right and they tried to work the set plays, and, uh, which is what most teams have done like, this year to get goals against us. So, but uh, I think uh, they left themselves vulnerable down their left. And when we got Dan Cowan up the pitch with Kalamantak, we always looked like we were going to create a goal from that side, which we did. Um, so, and the first goal was critical, I think. And once we got the second, was a bit of a, a hammer blow for them. But the second half they came out, and you always, because they got a couple of decent players on the bench, you always felt they were going to come on and they were going to create momentum. But the referee gave them a penalty, and then it was game on for about 15 or 20 minutes until we uh, put the game to bed. I find I find it interesting that you say they, they they were coming down when when you say they were attacking there. Do you mean counties left as in Stephen O'Halloran's yeah. side? Well, they played they played a back five, but in midfield you had two central with Craig Carney in front, um, and the seven played off the right. Um, now with Darren Stevenson playing off the left and playing more central, he looked like a centre forward, and uh, Steve O'Halloran was finding himself caught a little bit between left back and left wing back with nobody in front of him. Mm. So I kept trying to steer our game down the right because on the right we had um, we looked like we had two centre forwards with Jason and Darren, uh, Callum out wide right and with Dan Cowan supporting quickly from behind and with us all being right footed midfielders they always felt we were going to get a lot more change down that side and that was the case, um, Dan Cowan got off the pitch, nobody got near him um, and he got to the edge of their box to put across him unchallenged and um, you know that was the start of our, if, if you yeah. like us imposing our shape on them. Do you think because County have got the right the right term, maybe I'm using the wrong word here, but they're they're more stable on the right in that you know who's gonna be there, you know it's gonna be Dan Cowan, you know Callum Mantak can play in front of him. We've got predominantly right sided players, whereas on the left, Stephen O'Halloran's come in, then we've had Scott, Scott Duxbury there, and sometimes Callum Mantak goes over to the left. Do you think that's maybe why teams like Lancaster will say, right, go to the left side, because the right is the right is set in stone, if you like. The left changes a little bit, so let's attack that. Well, I think we've conceded a lot of goals down our left, and I've said that publicly, and Phil would have picked up on that, looked at the videos and seen the goals. And this is a problem we've, got, we've had all, all pre-season, and, and a little bit last year when we played Danny Lloyd on the left and, say, someone like Jimmy Ball on the right, um, Danny tended to play quite high and Jimmy quite low, so we looked more more depth on the right and this season when we start with Darren Stevenson as 11 and he started playing inside the game um, uh, Sam Walker was uh, unable to protect our left back and um, I think we continued two goals against Preston from the from our left and that was the start of us being vulnerable on that side and I think we've never really had a strong defensive minded left attacker or left midfield to protect the left back uh, last year we used Courtney Mapple Models occasionally in that position and we looked quite solid down on the left. So I think we've been a little bit vulnerable on that side and um, I think we, we, we've obviously tried to address that in a couple of weeks. Uh, you may have noticed that we've put an extra holding midfielder in in Harry Winter which gives us, uh, Jimmy Ball doesn't, Jimmy Ball is able to operate outside the centre um, and we have two players supporting the whole back four. Um, 
But um, no, it's, it, like I said, it, it, what we have to realise as a team that we have got a weak side that we need to protect against, um, but, but also we have a strong side and that we should need to play down to that side. And uh, when we play down to that side, uh, we've gone back to the Southport game when we kicked down the right and the ball breaks and Gary Stopford runs past um, Darren Stevenson puts him in. So we're quite strong on the right and we've got to play to our strengths and the opposition weaknesses. And, and when we did that, we, we looked like scoring. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Saturday, the Nash. So again, another team that's basically built on strength. You know, they like to outmuscle you. That's what they're, that's what they're about. So, how are we gonna? How do you see the game going, Chris? Well, I've often thought not just about Jim Gannon teams, but in football in general, if you've got a an opposition in front of you who have a set way of playing, a tactic that is quite physical, quite aggressive, the best way to counter that, unless you're gonna go in and try and match it up across the park, which tends to make it a bit more of a scrappy game, and I don't see it going like that, is to get the ball, move it around and, and do them for pace. You, you rarely see players at this level, certainly throughout a whole team, who occupy power and pace to the level that Curzon and Ashton might need to, 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 to physical count, to, to, you know, to be too physical for Stockwell County. So I think players like Callum Mantak, Darren Stevenson, we're saying he's trained well uh, this week, be able to use their pace and get off the mark quick. That'll be the. I think I would expect to see a lot of short passes around County's defensive midfield section to get it, get the ball moving, then give it to one of the wide players, get up the pitch quick, and kind of hit. Not so much on the break. Maybe that's the wrong term, but outplay Curzon while they, if if they do go for this aggressive tactic, let's try and outplay them. Kim, was that what you yeah, were well, doing? Well, um, you're probably looking at. Um, we, we did hit. A, Curzon won the last game. They made it very physical the last game. I remember Matty Warburton in particular getting uh, some harsh treatment. And you look at the Southport home and Southport away games, and we did try to crash bang wallop football into what was a, a, a big Southport wall, uh, three big centre halves. Um, we Halson looked a good player in that game. Um, we worked in the week on a Tuesday on playing through the lines. Um, instead of playing up against the centre halves, playing an extra man in midfield and working it through. And I think in that game, uh, for those who were at it, it was chalk and cheese, the way we, we spread the game, we opened the game up, played through the lines, we released Gary Stockford and Matty Warburton in behind their midfield. And Halson looked a poor player on the night when when we're slipping the ball down the side of him for Jason Oswald to score. And Matty's getting in behind him and he's taking the penalty off Halson. Um, and that was that, like you said, that just controlling the game more and playing through. If you've got a big physical team that are fairly hard uh, hitting, uh, if you move the ball around a little bit and uh, play between the lines, they find it difficult. They can't They can't have it both ways. But uh, the Nash have changed uh, very much this year. Three big centre-halves, they've kind of adapted the conference north. And um, if we play a similar system, and we're going to find ourselves, it's going to be lots of duels all over the pitch and quite a scrappy, competitive game. Um, what we need to do is perhaps try tactically to get advantages in certain areas of the pitch and one of them might be in midfield where perhaps we can play four against three and get the attacking midfielders on the ball running at the centre-half rather than fighting against them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, obviously I wasn't party to the interview before but I don't know if you picked up on the squad but an interesting time over the you know, busy time over Christmas you've got Matty's out but you must be looking forward Jim to January when you've got Matty back Sam Minahan will be back everybody will be you know it's a good time of year to have a, a, all your squad well Matty trained uh, tonight um, it's probably a bit early for him on Saturday because uh, he's still got to physically build up um, 
So he, he will be back for the Boxing Day game. Um, we have to be careful and make sure that he's had no reaction tonight. But, uh, you know, when you look at the options we have up front with Jason, Darren Stevenson, Bowen Dixon, Gary Stockford, and then obviously Jimmy Ball. I think Jimmy Ball's looked a far better player in the last couple of games with Harry Winter because it's allowed Jimmy to express himself a little bit more as an all-round midfielder. And I think against Lancaster, he was one of our best players in terms of what he was doing on on the attacking side and then when Harry went off and he dropped back in we looked a lot more solid with uh, Jimmy so um, lots of options and then we've got Adam Thomas coming back to fitness Ben McKenna sitting patiently waiting to take over from the likes of Callum Manta Scott Duxman left so we've got some good central options and some good width and um, but the, the, the big problem as we alluded to on the uh, interview was that Kurz and Alfredson watching the videos 3-4-1-2 Salford 3-5-2 we're going to find ourselves um, having to be tactically right and then find some way of um, imposing a little bit of quality on the opposition. Yeah, I think we're at the spinning top tonight, as we alluded to at the start. I think they've got some music getting ready for us. So I think we'll move into the ones to watch and, yeah, uh, and, and players of the week. And Jim, we're, we're just telling you before every week we, we kind of pick a player, a man of the match, if you like, an unofficial player of the week. I'm one to watch for this week. We spoke about him in the interview quite early on, uh, an hour ago. Uh, Gary Stockforth, I'm going to go for him again, Player of the Week. Similar uh, kind of goal uh, to his non-eaten goal. Now, albeit it wasn't a, a deflection off the keeper's clearance this time, but it was again Gary Stockforth pressing, pressing every line. And when I say the back line, I don't just mean the defence, I mean the goalkeeper as well, <coughs> putting, him in, putting him under pressure, forcing an error. Uh, and then he's he's available to, to put the ball home. I think give Gary a little bit of credit for this goal as well against Lancaster because what he's done, and Matty Walton picked up on it in commentary, he's running in at an open goal from an angle and instead of just head down, put it in the back of the net, he's looked up to look for a, someone to pass it to or if there's an angle. And when you look up, you lose that that, mo that concentration you've got just because you train of thought thinking. So he's had to keep his head about him, keep his wits about him, and he's, he's, he's put it away from not an easy finish, although the camera might make it look a little bit easier than it is. So I'm going to go Gary Stockton. And, and, and the pitch as well, you know, because obviously. But um, we do a lot of work on counters drills and pressing hard. And, um, Gary's got his, his reward there, but yeah, it was a tidy finish as well. So, but yeah, he made a difference because of the shape we were playing. He was mm. making us look like a front three and then back in the midfield three. So, yeah, again, it's just his effort and his energy just um, stands out in a, in a performance like that. So, so Chris, who will you, I, I, I know. You tell us who you want to watch will be, and then Jim can tell us what that player's job will be on Saturday against Gersen. Well, I'm going to go for Darren Stevenson because. There's no denying Darren had a little bit of a slow start, maybe didn't get the, the kick-off that he wanted to to his county career. Jim, when you brought him in, you said we've got this three-prong attack now. We've got Jason Oswald, Matty Walton, Darren Stevenson. These are our three going forward. And Darren hasn't really hit the ground running as much as he'd have liked. However, now he's getting a run inside. Fans are starting to see what he can offer a little bit. He's, he's quick, he, you know, if he can use his pace and he can get in behind, he's... He's strong, he's got a good touch. And now he's having a run of games. That's almost the, the final stumbling block you need, I think, as a player. Once you've got that run of games, that match sharpness about you, you can start to implement properly. You can really put a footprint on the game. I think he's getting that now. He's had tough games, you know. Uh, he came Brackley. We, we saw him against Lancaster last week. If he starts, and I don't know if the gaffer will pick him on Saturday, but if he does start, I'd expect Darren Stevenson to really want to make an impact. You know, he's a striker who wants goals. So, for me, the one to watch this week, 
outside of the usual Jason Oswald's going to want to go on the score sheet uh, you know it's just another another week for Jason but I'm going to go Darren Stevenson So if Darren was playing Jim we don't know yet but yeah, no, what would his no, job be? No well he's, he's going to be that support striker um, again operating off the left but I, I think what how he got his goal against Southport and uh, his chance against Brackley and uh, the threat that you, uh, Lancaster was playing alongside Jason and playing close to Jason um, when you play 3-4-1-2 or narrow shapes um, the onus is really on the, the front players to, to make opportunities for each other um, I, I think we'll get the wing backs up the pitch to create opportunities but as you've seen in the Southport game and even the Curzon game at home when Adam Thomas played off Jason and got the goal I think it will be the support sometimes when you've got three centre backs the nines get a little bit smothered but I think if um, if uh, Darren can get himself loose between defenders and behind defenders he'll be a real threat and there'll be somebody they'd be worried about because it won't be the typical striker they'd be used to playing against An interesting game certainly just before Christmas we should sign off and we'll just finish up by saying Happy Christmas to everybody yeah, indeed Jim what's your Christmas day look like are you allowed anywhere near the kitchen? No, down the Well, you know, I've got three young children, so it's. Uh, I'm just delighted to be able to unwind for a couple of days now. Um, the kids off school, and I like the pre-Christmas. So I love all that yeah. build up to it. But um, no, it's a great time, magical time for the kids. You know, um, so three young children. Um, James is only four now, so he's starting to understand what it's all about. But yeah, it's always a great day. Um, I think it'd be uh, playing board games and building Lego later in the day. So um, yeah, nice, un- nice roast and. Um, but again, more importantly, it'd be uh, more enjoyable if we get another three points and knowing that if we go into Boxing Day game that we can get uh, potential to get in the playoffs because that would be a great Christmas present for everybody. Really would. And that's a great way to sign <laughs> off as well. It is, and we better let the uh, the prog rockers get on we, we should, Spinning Top. Just, just very finally, let's say a big thanks to the Spinning Top for having us here. And they've, they've delayed the music for us, which is very good. So get down to a Spinning Top, buy yeah. yourself a pint over Christmas. It's, uh, yeah, it's Stockport County's premier uh, fan hostelry so this is the place to come and often plays the game out when uh, yeah. for fans who are here on a Saturday afternoon so yeah Spinning Top is the place to be for county fans mm-hmm.